Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I am Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And on today's podcast, we have with us a former Bearcat graduated in 2015, a present Bearcat sporting the jacket there with the paw, uh, hailing from Kansas City, Missouri. He once worked at Fox 4 as a production technician, Brandon Bland. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, hold the applause, everyone. (laughs) We're just Hannah. <laughs> welcome. All right. Welcome, Brandon. Oh, pleasure to be here. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> um, so we like to chat about your career path, which I'm sure you have an interesting one. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however winding it may be. Um, we like to ask you how you found Northwest. But one of the very first things I love is what was your first job, Brandon? What was your first paid job? Are we talking under the table or officially? Okay, I'm going to go official. Your parents don't count. So were they paying? Okay, okay, okay. So officially it was at Worlds of Fun down in Kansas City. Uh, What did I do? I was kind of a floater. We did Zarda Q when that was there. I also did the little stand that had the the pretzels and the drinks that just sat between like Kemp Snoopy and the Mamba. I was a floater. I washed dishes. Uh, what else did I do? Grandma's funnel cakes. I can make a mean funnel cake, cannot <laughs> eat them though. So I was pretty much a floater. That is one of those skills that you you should you know have dangling down at the bottom of your resume. <laughs> make a mean funnel cake. I can make you a funnel cake. How did you How did you find the job at Worlds of Fun? Did you just show up one day and say, hey, I want to work here? It was actually weird now that I think about it. It was pretty sketchy. There was a person that was kind of a booster. So whenever Worlds of Fun needed more workers, if you will, contracted workers, she would go out and find them. And I was one of those people. We were in a group of people. So we would all kind of be on the same ticket, if you will. We were not technical, technically employees of Worlds of Fun. We were just like boosters, essentially. And that's exactly what kind of screwed me at the end of that career or that job was being a booster with a group of other people. So what age was this? 15 or 16, 15, 16, that era. It was, it was an experience. Uh, I got fired on my day off. Tell us that story. (laughs) Okay. Well, it wasn't technically my, it was my day off. So I decided to take a day off and go see my dad, go to my dad to hang out. And I get a call from one of the other boosters and they just said, Hey, don't come in anymore. I said, Hey, it's my day off. What what did I do? Apparently one of the other boosters decided that they were going to take a teal of about $250 or something like that, which was crazy because they were getting paid more than that. So they just on the off chance said, I'm going to take this teal. They left, never came back. So worlds of fun just fire all the boosters. So for me, I'm like, I wasn't even there to do anything and I still got fired. So it was, honestly, I wasn't even mad. It was just kind of funny. And then I got mad because I realized I wasn't making as much money as I thought I was going to make. But 
I got over it. I think that's what I was most upset about. But it was kind of funny, especially because the guy that took the money, I was like, you're going to make more money if you would have just stayed here the rest of the week. But I don't know what goes through people's minds. So having yeah. it is what it is. That's true. So how did you discover Northwest? Oh, I actually discovered Northwest from my best friend's sister. She went up here. And when we were still in high school, she'll come back sporting all the Northwest gear and talking about how great it was and the free laptops and all of that. So at the time, my best friend was like, I'm going to come up here. Do you want to be my roommate? I'm like, sure, because I really didn't have any plans. I knew I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know where. I was a a very big out-of-state guy for a split second. Then the money showed up and I said, never mind, it's fine don't need it. It's probably not that great anyway. So my friend ended up dropping out, like deciding not to come here. He went to a bigger college and I said, well, I'm still going to go. And so came up here and just never left in a sense. So did you have to find a new roommate? That's kind of sad. Like he kind of was like, let's go. And then, oh, no, let's not. I did find a new roommate and it happened to be another one of her friends. He decided to come up here as well with me so we were just like hey we'll just room together and that was a disaster <laughs> not i was gonna say are you still friends now because that's <laughs> we, usually we what are happens. Not, we still. are not friends now but hey that's totally fine i think it's just a part of the journey um i wish yep. them the best but that did not work out first year actually it just did not work out Jeez, but that was Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. We all have yeah, those It was no fault too. of like Northwest. It was just like, we just did not, we were not compatible. So that's how I got up here. And I think after, every, his sister still went up here after I got here. So she kind of like took care of me and showed me the way of how to like maneuver around Northwest. So it was very helpful to have someone here, especially as a first generation college student to know someone that's like hey you probably shouldn't do x y and z not that i was just out here spinning around in helicopter circles throwing paint everywhere but it was just kind of nice so did you know what you wanted to major in at first i wanted to major in marketing then advertising and it's actually quite funny because i'm in marketing but this wasn't supposed to be my major mass media was not supposed to be my major i went to soar and they screwed up my 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 dot or whatever and it put me into broadcasting or mass communication at first i looked at it, i was like hey this is wrong but believe it or not i'm a very like shy ish kid so i was just like i'm just gonna go with it i don't want to cause any waves <laughs> i don't want to make people do their job so i went with the broadcasting students the mass communication students and checked it out and again, just never left. So, and it's crazy because I still ended up in marketing, marketing. So that is really crazy. Like one, one dot, like changed the course of your life. Right. And I still (laughs) ended up where I wanted to be. I'm just not, I I am doing marketing, but I just have a camera and a computer to go with it. So it's crazy. Very crazy. It worked out. What can I say? I can't be mad at that. It's fun. And just for people that you're a multimedia specialist right. at Northwest. So what, what does that mean? What do you actually do? Contrary to belief, a lot of people think it has to do with uh, information technology, but really it's photo, video, video graphics, specifically in our area. There's two of us, Ty Weddle. He was on here, I believe, in October of last year, if my timeline is correct. 
he is overall university. So he's taking photos, video of everything that happens university wide. And I, I specialize in university wide as well as my main clients are alumni and athletics. So depending on the project, I'm making the videos, I'm making the photo, or I'm taking the photos, et cetera, or making the video graphics. For example, football, we work on the intro video uh, every year, except for this year, very sad. But uh, we just do a lot of different things, especially if it's external facing for potential students. And we're trying to bring them in as well as keep the students that are here, here. So how do you work on those types of projects? Do you do you have them come in via ticket system and then you're like, all right, we're going to execute on this. Like, I guess my question is how do you manage your, how do you manage your work on a day-to-day basis? Right. Well, we are still working through that because for us, we want to grab at every project because we just want to help people out. But we have gotten to a point where it's, we have a system, a request system. You request and say, say Hannah, you're like, Oh, I need a video of, whatever it is, it comes through that request system. We talk about it, Todd and myself, and we're like, does this fit these requirements? Is this going to get potential students here? Is this going to keep students here? And once we go through that criteria, if it fits, okay, we'll reach back out. Hey, we're working on this. We'll show up to whatever you need us to show up to. And usually for video, it takes about six weeks to complete the whole project. And I believe about two to three for photo. And Essentially, after that, depending on the project, it's just a lot of planning and execution at that point. So it just depends on the project. For football intro video, that's a lot of planning, a lot of planning. So we just kind of plan that out, make sure that our days make sense, make sure that we can get people in here to film correctly and do everything that we need to. So that's probably the stressful part of it, but it's a good stress. So it's pretty fun. And I would assume with two of you for the entire university, you, you use a lot of student help as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. They are our saviors. And to be quite honest, it makes me happy because it's still that profession-based learning. And since we rely on them so much, we can watch them develop that skill. Even at the football intro video shoots, they're there. Uh, we have to adjust their hours or make sure that they're, you know, under that 20-hour a week limit or whatever, especially as a full-time student, just to make sure that we can get them there for those, those big productions. That's an amazing resume thing going on as well as for your demo reel. But we rely heavily, heavily, heavily on our students. And it's so great. And it helps us out so much tremendously. How does a student, do you post those positions? If I'm a student and I want to get some experience with you, what do I have to do to get there? Well, we post we post a position throughout for the university for everyone to to see essentially as well as we'll go over to places like wells uh since that's a big hub of production students and we'll talk to will we'll talk to classes and say hey we're looking for people don't be intimidated which seems to be the thing to be is to be intimidated also we get recommendations from people and we also just ask our students like, hey, do you know anyone that might be interested in this? So a lot of it is word of mouth, but we still post that position just in case there's someone in the off chance that's probably living off campus or hasn't been involved yet that they can still see that. And we screen everyone the same way. So it works out. What are some of the best qualities? So you guys are doing media production. Mm-hmm. Like what are some of the things like maybe traits or qualities 
more than skills, because right. you can teach them, you know, you can say, hey, this is how I want this to go. And you can kind of teach them that. But what kind of traits like make a person a good like media person? I love that you asked that. The biggest thing when we are looking for people to work with us is teachability. You have to be willing to learn. If you come in here and say, I know everything, we can't help you because you know everything. But also <laughs> just being able to turn it on and turn it off as far as, hey, we like to laugh. We like to enjoy things. But when it's time to work, let's work. But I think mainly it's being able to be taught because we're still learning ourselves. We're always looking to our students for new information. If they say, hey, this is a better way to do it, we're never going to be like, no, we got this. We love when students are like very interactive with us because we want to learn from each other. We want a mutual environment as far as just learning. We always, especially with technology, always change and we always have to keep learning. So if you're able to take direction as well as be in a leadership position and give direction, say we put you in charge of a project, we love that. It makes our lives easier. We can help develop you a little bit easier. So I think teachability and willingness to learn, they go hand in hand. It's pretty much the same thing, actually. But that is supreme as far as media and just being savvy, being saying, hey, I'm being a go-getter. That's everything. Did you work for the university marketing when you were a student? It's always interesting, the folks that go to Northwest and then work here, a lot of us worked in the offices or somewhere close and then decided to stay after graduation. <laughs> or mowed grass. I was a <laughs> grass mower. <laughs> nice. Look at you now. Hey. I know, right? Hey, mowing grass teaches you a lot of life lessons. Trust me. It does. I had to do that on the hill sideways. But um, <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I worked here, I want to say three times. The first two, I was over at site working with them and there was like kind of, uh, they needed some help here. So I came here and I worked here for a summer. Then I worked here another time. I don't remember. Then my last time was actually when Ty was here and I was a student. I was here for a semester or two semesters and graduated. And once I came back, it's just like everything fell right into place. It's like never missed a beat. So exactly just like what you were talking about, worked here and came back. So I'm just not sitting at a student desk anymore. So, okay, this is great. So what was your plan? So you're a student, you have this great experience working in a university marketing setting. Did you go, what was your looking for jobs plan or what was your mindset? Where did you go after you graduated from Northwest? Right. My first plan before, like right before I graduated was to graduate naturally, but I also didn't know what I wanted to do. I just was so focused on graduating. I wasn't thinking about, hey, the outside world is like right there. You walk out this door and it's time, it's real life. But being here that last semester was a great semester because Todd kind of guided me into thinking, hey, I want to stay in higher education. Like I love doing this. I love getting messages out to the people, and especially in our little bubble, but outside of that. And so once I graduated, it was a smack in the face because I wasn't prepared and it was no bones fault, but my own, I was just not prepared. So I continued to pursue that higher education career path, but I was still just like, I still have to do jobs in between just in case that doesn't work. And that's how I ended up at Fox. I just felt like, okay, it's possible that I won't get into higher education. So I'll at least have some news background just in case I have to do that. 
So I was just trying to diversify myself at that point. But again, it just kind of worked out. Yeah. And I bet here's the thing. A lot of people don't even know that you can, this seems counterintuitive, but I'm going to go to college. They don't know that you can work at a college Mm -hmm. until they get here and they get that student experience maybe in an office and they realize actually how cool it really is. Yes. I I totally agree. Yeah. 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 Um, So how did, how did you get the job at Fox though? So did you just be like, well, I'm going to go to every TV station and give them my resume? Well, actually, how did I get that job? I think I just like magically appeared. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I think it was a word of mouth thing. We actually have some alum that worked there previous to myself. We had one alum there and they needed some people. So he reached out to me and said, hey, apply for this job. Let them know that you're a Northwest grad. They love Northwest grads and put that on your resume. And I was like, well, I just kind of paid for this this piece of paper. So yeah, I'm putting that on my resume. And so in the interview, he said, oh, I see you're a Northwest grad. And he's like, love it, love it, love it. Cool. Okay. So when can you start? And I was like, are you not going to look at the credentials? He said, we already know <laughs> how hard Northwest grads work. And so started ASAP and stayed there for, I want to say about nine months before applying for this job. So it was, it was pretty cool. There's pretty cool people there. If you had to go back and tell um, baby Brandon, like how he could better prepare, maybe Mm -hmm. like if you were going to give advice to a student who is in your shoes, what would you tell them how to better prepare instead of like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. I think there are a few things that I would put in, in that statement or speech, if you will. First is really get out there. For me, again, believe it or not, I'm very introverted, but I guess my reaction is to be extroverted, but my freak out reaction, but get out there is scary. But once you do it, you, that's when you always realize, oh, it's not so bad. And for me, that was CanWT, but I kind of got in there later than I wanted to. And I will also say that you have to take care of your mental as far as that goes, because when you get so scared and overworked, you screw yourself up, you screw your mind up. And that's how you get into that depressive state. But when you realize, hey, it's always going to be okay, as long as I'm a hard worker, and I take these opportunities. That's how you win. That's how you get to where you need to be. And I think I was scared of taking opportunities. So I couldn't really have a mindset of, hey, I'm going to win. I was a hard worker, but didn't take opportunities. So that's what I tell myself, get out there, take some opportunities. And be scared because you're going to be scared again. I can guarantee it. We were all, we are, we are all scared. Yes. Maybe that's, that's a secret. Like we are all here. We are all scared. Yes. We don't know what we're doing, exactly. but that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's the best part about it. Before we started rolling, you talked about, you did some freelance work yes. too, kind of after graduation. And we've, we've had some other guests on who've talked about freelance work. So what was that experience like? I think there's a lot of folks, though, students especially that want to do that, but they have no idea how to get started with it. Uh, again, it's opportunity, knowing people, and I should say knowing people that know how you operate. So that's important. So a lot of my freelance work was actually for Northwest, believe it or not. But Mo Hope, as well as just different homecoming little things, as well as friends, and they need photo shoots or whatever that may be. It's just the fact of, in my opinion, they knew how I how I operated. So they kind of gravitated toward me as well as just asking for those opportunities. Hey, if you need help, I am here and being readily available 
So that was my experience. And a lot of it was for Northwest, but again, being able to kind of just jump back into the water that I've already been into helped a lot because I would just show up, grab a camera and just go. So that freelancing was a really, really good experience. And it kind of was a confidence booster knowing that people were trusting me with their product. So I think that's, yeah, definitely helps you, helps you grow a bit. Yeah. Sounds like a great way to get your foot in the door with a company. You know, if you know you want to work there and you do <laughs> yeah. some work for them and they know that you can do it, then they're more likely to hire you because it's not as big of a chance as someone they've never met before. Correct. Hey, hey, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for it. <laughs> if I was putting together a portfolio for you to hire me or a demo reel or, you know, depending on what type of work that I've done, do you have any tips or tricks on how to make that the best that I can make it? Oh, definitely. As far as video, photo, we're very visual, of course. So your reel and your website are so important to us because that's the first thing we're going to. We see Hannah's name. We see Travis's name. It's like, okay, where's where's that information? Let's see what you can do. So as far as a demo reel, we like variety don't show me the same shot here. Give me some close-ups. Tell a story. Can you tell a story? That's what we're looking for. Can you tell a story with what you're shooting without having to say anything? As far as your resume, clear, concise. We want to know what you can do. We'll look at your education, of course, but we want to know what you can do, what your skills are. So that gives us a sense of, hey, this is where we need to work on and or this is where they're really good at. This is where they're strong at. And we can compare it with your demo reel and your website. So those, those three things by themselves are very important just to show us exactly who you are without confusing us. Like, Hey, I'm a photographer, but I might be a graphic designer as well, which is fine. But if we're looking for a photographer, show us that you're a photographer. So those kind of go hand in hand. If I want like, if I want to reach out to you, maybe for more information or for some, you know, maybe I'm a student and maybe I need some, you know, maybe I want to just say, hey, Brandon, can I just talk to you for, you know, get you coffee or something? How can I get a hold of you? What is the best way to reach out to you? Always email. I'm always on my email. It's usually up, not now, because I just didn't want it to ding while we're on here. But uh, my email is bland at nwmissouri.edu. You can always email me. Uh, we, I love when people come in here and talk to me just because it's like, I would love to share my experience with you and vice versa. And if I can help you, I would love to. I've had people come in and just like with Fox, I, had a, I have a contact there that's constantly looking for people. So if you come and talk to me, I can help you, but closed mouths don't get fed. I can't just, here's a job. So I would love that. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Do you have any connections to Granny's Funnel Cakes at World of Fun? <laughs> like, what if I want to be a pro funnel cake maker? Well, I'm teaching a class Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, I actually can just tell you exactly what's like in the batter. And then I could show you how to make funnel cakes. Or, you know, I'm available for hire. I'll come to your, your party, <laughs> socially distance and make a few funnel cakes. That's no problem. I can do that. Jill's a big funnel cake fan. She might hear that. Oh, and take no. You up on it. <laughs> All right. So I'm curious, uh, as a broadcasting major, you know, internships are strongly encouraged in yes. multiple internships. So as a student, did you do an internship somewhere? Where did you do it? What was that like for yes. you? Yes. My, my first internship was at Northwest over the summer for the mass communication department. And it was an experience. 
because that's when we shoot our, let's say, um, what was it? It was a lot of projects that we had going on, but that's kind of where you really get that hardcore profession. It's all profession-based learning, but you have that real one-on-one as opposed to, hey, I'm gonna come around, I'm gonna make sure that you're doing everything right. But this is like, hey, this is why we do it like this. This is why we shoot this like that, as well as, and I think I did that for two years straight. And it was an eye-opening experience just for the simple fact of you really, you really get the gears turning and you really get to get intimate on, you get details on how and why you're doing what you're doing, as opposed to sometimes it's just, hey, do it like this, but you don't know why HD is HD or 4K is 4K or full sensor X, Y, and Z. So those those were really fun. And I missed an opportunity at an internship because I graduated with Hint KC, which is a an advertising marketing company down in KC, just by a hair, but maybe maybe someone else can get that, hopefully. Do you have any words of wisdom for, I always like to think, Maybe an upcoming grad might be, you know, maybe watching this words of wisdom for someone who's going to be in the near future looking for a job, maybe in the multimedia world, a job in photography and video. What, What kind of wisdom do you have for helping me kind of be confident in finding a position right out of college? Right. Be scared. Network. That's huge. Network. Network. Always look for opportunities to show what you can do. Always take time to perfect your craft. It's almost like a never stop shooting because that's how you get better. Mainly trust your process. It's not always going to go down exactly how you want it to because that's just life. But if you trust that you can get to the place that you need to get to, it makes everything a whole lot easier. It helps you breathe easier. And once you realize that you're always going to be scared, that kind of helps the process as well. But you just got to keep going some some way, somehow you got to keep going. Cause when you stop the person that was behind you is now going to jump in, for, in front of you and they're going to get the job instead of you. So you just have to keep that hunger alive. It's important. That would be Todd. Have you heard Todd's story? That would be Todd. Todd was the number two, <laughs> but he took over number one twice. That's how you got to do it. Especially in this field. That's just how you have to do it. You just always have to be hungry. And especially in this office, like both of us as a collective being hungry is how we push out the content that we push out, not trying to toot our own horns, but that's how we push out the content. And that's how we're able to help elevate things and be elevated even by our students because they're go-getters, they're hungry. So being hungry and scared is you get backed into a wall. What do you do? You fight, you fight to win. So it's just that simple. And I think that's a, that's a super good point. People think that being hungry and scared is a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but on the flip side, once you learn how to cultivate that and you learn not to, not to be scared of being hungry and scared, you learn how to turn that into like fuel. Exactly. Like you get a whole different set of performance. Yes. You use that fear as gas. You use that fear as motivation. And I think that's probably one of the most invigorating feelings is being scared and going to do something and it makes you go 10 times harder because you're scared of doing this. So, and that runs through life on all levels too. So it's exciting. So what is your dream? Like you're, you're fairly new in your career. Where are you going? Where is your, what is your future story, Brandon? Where are you going? My future story honestly is to get to a point where I don't have to work and I can just be in a position where I can help people as far as say, 
10 years or however long it takes, I'm wealthy enough to take care of myself, but also be able to come back and make connections for students that don't have those connections or feel like they can't get out there. So maybe I'll be in you guys' office just walking around and really not doing anything. My office will be just in that little area right there, but just being able to help, just essentially doing what you guys do and just helping students get connected, that would be the dream or maybe a janitor. I'm not even sure anymore. Honest to goodness, janitor, it, people do not think that that is a cool job. Actually, that is one oh of the my best gosh. jobs. It's so rewarding. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> it, it's really rewarding though. It They do a great job, especially around here too. They don't make it like, they make me want to do it even more, especially around here. They do such an amazing job. And I'm just like, I want to help. So, <laughs> well, I, you know, I've interacted with several students who have worked for your office and worked for you and, and you do help. So, you know, I think so you, the glad. skills that you grow in students, you guys help more than you probably think you do. So you're already mentoring and growing students in your current role. I appreciate so, that. I appreciate that. And we want to keep doing that. And especially like since we, this university is such a great place to develop skills and then we have you guys that's helping people and it just, it gives us the confidence to feel like we can continue to do this because we have such a great support system, not just with us, but like I said, with you guys and just campus wide, every student, every day. So it's always a win when you got a good team behind you and around you, because I know if I couldn't do something, I could like reach out to you all and say, Hey, how can I do this better? So it's satisfying. It's amazing. That is another, uh, to go back to hungry and scared. That is another, (laughs) when you're all hungry and scared, you're all on the same team. You don't have to worry about being, you know, competitive with each other. Correct. Because you're just all going in that same direction. Exactly. One big pack. (laughs) And hey, we're doing something. Bear cat pack. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Bear cat pack. Stamp it, stamp it. (laughs) Bear cat pack. I love that. Do you have any last remarks, any great eloquent speeches you'd like to give this oh, would be our boy. oh i forgot my question travis i've been forgetting my uh-oh, question uh-oh. oh what, what's the question you forgot i got one last Go question ahead. before your speech so you got a little bit more time oh, yeah so i've been trying to ask everyone especially people like you who are double quadruple bear cats we had um allison who was a quadruple bear cat there but what does it actually mean to you to be a bear cat Ooh, that's a good one. It's crazy because I never thought about this answer, but I always ask people this question. I would say for me, it's the fact of feeling like I belong somewhere, especially as you grow up. And once I hit the age of 18, besides like family and everything, it's like, where do I belong in this world? And I think we've all struggled with that at a time or two in our lives. And coming here, it makes me feel like I belong somewhere. It's the people. It's not necessarily the academics or whatever. Those are great, yes, but the people, the willingness to help you, the willingness to listen and learn and be a part of your journey is what it means to be a bear cat. You don't have to follow someone else's path because you got your own stuff that you have to deal with. But being here, you have people that are genuinely interested in what you have going on. And if it's not the greatest of things, they want to help. And that's exactly what it means to be a bear cat, just caring and being there for people when you know that you don't have any obligation to. Now is the time for your soliloquy. Oh, okay. I didn't prepare this either. I should have. <laughs> I'm looking around for a paper with something, something, something fancy on it. But I would just say to all the people that are listening, 
you inspire not only myself, but you inspire everyone around here. And it's important that you're here because we need to see your face. We need your inspiration. And that inspiration that you give, give me is what fuels me to give to other people. And that's the reason why I wake up every day is to make a change in someone else's life. My life, I'm good. But if I can make some small difference in someone else's life, if I can say, hey, how are you? And they say good. And I ask, hey, how are you really? And then they go on and that changes their day. That's what I want to do. And hey, I think we're doing that now. So let's keep doing it. That's my, that's my spiel. All right. right. I have one last thing to say, though. (laughs) Go ahead. This has been about a year ago, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more than a year ago, but Brandon Bland saved my day because I had a flat tire. You probably don't remember this. I had a flat tire. (laughs) That was me. You wrote down on your card like, hey, I don't know who this is, but like you have a flat tire. Don't drive away on it or whatever. And so I get in the car because it was on the passenger side. I never saw it. I came out that door. I get in the car and I'm like, there's a card on my windshield. So I like get out and I get it. I'm like, oh, flat tire. But I did not drive away on the flat tire because you left me a card. So see, you're already making my... And I I never said thank you. And I apologize. Thank you so much. That was so helpful. I felt so bad because I couldn't do more. And I got in my car (laughs) and I was like, I cannot leave here without doing something. And the only thing I had was my car. So I was okay. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it worked out. But that did... It made a big difference. I was able to cut, you know, I was, I don't live that far away. So I was able to like walk home, grab the stuff, come back. We got the tire fixed. It worked out great. But if I had driven away, I, that, that tire would have been like, done. it would have been gone. Well, yep. I'm glad to help. I didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> Full circle, huh? <laughs> I know. Right. So you just never know. Yeah, hey, that's, that's true. You never know. You never know. And I kind of love that. That's why it's always a reason to smile and say hello to people. You just never know. They could be having a worse Changing day. Changing people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> one, one business card one at a time. One tire at a time. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brandon. Thank we you. appreciate it. I, I appreciate yes, you guys having you. me. I really do. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, even though it's, yeah, a wonderful week. Just have a wonderful <laughs> life. Right. I don't know. <laughs> no All right. Day. Well, you do the same, and that'll do it for another edition of Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>